0: Welcome to another amazing episode of Brown Eyed Unicorn. I'm your host. Hannah Brown and my mic wasn't working for the last 20 minutes and I literally almost shit my pants with fear so welcome I'm so glad to be connecting with y'all today a couple housekeeping things right off the bat if you don't follow me already make sure to follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Twitter and Instagram also all of you new listeners that found me from Danny Pellegrino's podcast or Annabelle DeSisto's podcast um, everything iconic and Adderall and compliments welcome to the brown eyed unicorn fam and thank you so much for listening all those new reviews are amazing and so so helpful so keep those coming um, and if you want more bonus content, head to patreoncom unicorn, where I'm recapping Pretty Wild, and I think I'm gonna keep that going with uh, just recapping lesser-known one-season wonder reality shows until I get bored, and then I do something else. So, couple things before we get into the Hills recap for today: couple things about Bachelor in Paradise. Um, Hannah G finally got her head out of her ass and picked um the woodland sprite Dylan, so that was cool. Um. Jen came, and I don't know, Chris wants to hook up with her now instead of Katie. I don't really care about that. Onyeka went home, which honestly is, like, a waste of a rose, but also, like, live your bliss, Onyeka. And then, like, what was his name? Chad. I feel like he's a Chad. And Christian both went home because of Pinata Gate. Um, And then Christina picked Blake in a shocking turn of events. And, you know, I'm not really here for Christina. She bothers me. She annoys me. And, like... To be so, I don't know, obnoxious after what Dean put her through with D'Lo like a couple seasons ago, I'm just, I'm disappointed, you know? I think she should take the high road. I don't know why she's enabling Blake to be, you know, himself and get to stay in paradise. Um, also, my friend Lily, shout out to Lily, dm me and was like, there are too many ruffled cap sleeve swimsuits on this show and I was like you're right and she's like it's really sending me I don't really like it and I just want to know like do the producers tell all the women on Bachelor in Paradise to wear as many ruffled cap sleeve and off the shoulder tops and dresses as possible and rompers because the whole like floral off the shoulder thing it just reminds me of like a basic girl on a summer day in Chicago going to brunch at my old serving job summer house and it's triggering, and I don't like it. And I would just encourage everyone in Paradise to find a new fucking trend and, I don't know, a sense of identity because everyone's dressing the same and it's irritating. Um, That's all I have on Bip. Um, also, like, yay for Demi and Christian coming. Cool. Poor Derek. It is what it is. I'm going to keep watching Bip, but I'm not really, like, this week didn't do that much for me, but, you know, In BIP, things are ever-changing, so I look forward to next week, and I will not quit watching. Um, Bethany is not coming back to New York. You guys, let's pour one out for our favorite skinny girl. I'm pretty upset. My boyfriend's really upset. He actually sent me the article and was like, no, because Bethany and Dorinda are his favorites, but he calls Dorinda, Delinda. Anyways, as long as we have Dorinda and Sonia and Ramona, I have faith that the show will continue to be good, but it's just not the same without Bethany. So it's really upsetting. I have said for a while that Bethany is going through a lot, um, personally, and I don't know how she's been on a reality show all this time, but um, I'm just so happy for all, for the the fact that she came back once for like another like five seasons was such a gift, and I will miss her forever, but thank God for Hulu where we can watch the previous seasons forever. Um, Love you, Bethany. Um... Also I just thought about a couple random things. First of all, I've been so tired lately, like naps on naps on naps. I was literally so lazy recently that I took I pulled into my parking spot at my apartment, reclined my seat, and took a 45-minute nap in my parking spot. That level of sloth and laziness is beyond. Like I couldn't be bothered to take my purse walk up the stairs and collapse onto my bed. What is going on? Is anyone else tired? Is this like a universe thing? Someone explain it to me because I don't know. Am I dying? I don't know. Never Google if you're worried if you're dying. That's what I've learned. It's like, oh, I have this weird mosquito bite on my elbow, but it looks a little big. I wonder what this is. Google's always like, it's cancer and you're dying. So never Google. But seriously, why am I so tired? Second of all, I just thought of this story recently, and I wanted to tell it to you guys Um, because it's wedding season. Everyone's getting married right now. I'm seeing all these weddings on Instagram, blah, 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 blah. I didn't have any weddings to go to this summer, thank fuck, because I'm too bored to, too bored? No, too poor to fly anywhere. Um, But I thought about my first summer out of college. I was like 21, and my Aunt Mary was getting married, and I did the wedding was in Wisconsin and I didn't have a dress and I was like too poor to get like a nice adult dress. So I go to Target and I go to the little girls section and I get this like mint floral like dress that was like ruched and it had like a little like buttons and like a little bit of tulle underneath. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking but I bought it in like a little girls XL and I was like I'm gonna wear this with like nude pumps and like a cream blazer, and put my hair in a little, like, Lauren Conrad, like, curled updo, like, low updo, and no one will have any fucking idea that I wore this dress from the little girls section. So, you know, my mom was one of seven, so any family event on my mom's side becomes a clusterfuck real quick, and we're all frantically getting ready for this wedding, in an adjoining hotel room, my sister and I, and then my mom, and then my little sister Sophie was there, and then my cousin Colette, and Sophie comes into my room, and she goes, um, Hannah, Sophie was like, eight at the time she's so fucking cute she goes Hannah um Colette is wearing the same dress and I was like what and she goes um the same dress and I was like what, what are you talking about like the, the same color and everything and she goes the exact same dress and I was like oh my god oh my god because my family they squawk when they're all together they squawk they're like oh my god this casserole's so good Oh my God, is that sweet? So I knew that they would have a fucking field day with this. But I had nothing else to wear. I had nothing else to wear. So I, my only choice was to lean into it. It was like literally like the scene in, in Sex in the City, too, where Samantha and Miley Cyrus are wearing the same dress. Miley's like, hey, great grip. Um, I just had to lean into it. I was like, well, I guess we both have great style, huh, Colette? And we, like, posed for pictures together. And my entire family, they were squawking it up. They were like, isn't that cute? Oh, my God, that is so sweet. And I was like, stab me and kill me and beat me. And then my older sister Alex goes, well, that's what you get for shopping in the little girls section as a 21-year-old. And I was like, shut up, Alex. But honestly, like, she couldn't have been more right. Like, I was asking for it. But yeah, I guess the moral of that story is even if you're an adult who somehow can manage to fit into a child's dress. No, it's not even about fitting into it. If you find yourself wanting to buy a child's dress, which was really the biggest problem, is that I was like, this is a cute dress. I'll wear this again. If you find yourself shopping the little kids section and you're going to be in a situation with a little kid, just mentally prepare yourself for potentially matching with them. Anyways, let's get into this recap, y'all. We have an episode called This Hangover Better Be Expensive. Um, I had, honestly, electronically, things have not been working in my favor. I had a really hard time finding this episode and getting it to work because my MTV app on my TV wasn't working. I don't have DVR. I don't have cable. I'm a struggling actress, so don't forget to head to patreon.com slash browneyedjunicorn and pledge to help support me. Um, But I finally got it to work. Thank fuck. And the episode starts with Adrian's little recap. She goes, Some relationships are meant to be. Some are just getting started, while others are put to the test. And that's clips of like Ashley and Jason and Caitlin and Brody and she goes, and one is at the point of no return. And you see Steph and Justin Bobby talking shit about Adrian and stirring the pot with Brody. And I decided when they panned to Jason Waller in this little recap and he talked about his sobriety journey, I decided that Robert Downey Jr. would play Jason Waller in a movie because of his cadence, like their voices are like kind of similar like that. And I feel like RDJ, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. I would love to work with him. I'm manifesting that someday we work together, even though I would have no chill. But he could really get into the role because like RDJ knows what it's like to struggle with sobriety and rise like a phoenix from the ashes. So... Mark my words, if a Hills movie is ever scripted and made, age aside, Robert Downey Jr., in my opinion, is the best fit to play our our prince, Jason Waller. So the episode starts, and we open in Beverly Hills, and Spencer, the shopping addict, shows up, and he's like, what's up, guys? And he's given a private showing for uh, jewelry. And he's like, thanks for the private showing. You know I can't handle civilians when I'm shopping for ice. So Spencer's picking out a ring for him and Heidi's renewal. And he reveals that they're even throwing a bachelor and bachelorette party because why not have more parties? Hello. So he phones in Whitney to help pick out a ring because she's a fashion girl. And they flash back to Whitney working at Teen Vogue, which was just such a magical moment in time. I remember she rocked like this like light pink dress with cowboy boots. She was like doing the peasant chic thing in those really early episodes of The Hills. And I was like, she's cool as fuck. Um, And Whitney's like lit on the notion of a rainbow ring, but she's like, "Mm, it's a little too trendy. And then Spencer, being Spencer, is, like, half shopping for himself because Pratt Daddy loves a sensible pinky ring. And Spencer picks out this, like, beautiful ring that's so sparkly and, like, looks like a crown for Heidi, and I literally want it. And he and Whitney are discussing, discussing the logistics of the vow renewal. And they acknowledge that Brody wouldn't be invited, and it flashes back to Steph's horrible impression of Brody yelling yet again, me like, you what the real world is like you fucking bitch I'm like Steph leave the impressions to me please and Spencer's like I have my own issues with Brody but with what happened with Stephanie I'm in an impossible place it's tough because Brody helped introduce me to Heidi so I'm just so conflicted here and then we cut to a lingerie shop where is like I've never been to a bachelorette party and Steph is like judging by your outfit it looks like you've never been in a store like this either and I was like um unnecessary shade misha barton was in a sensible striped button-up and then she funkied it up with some like big cross bejeweled earrings that were very like lady gaga circa the judas video and i was totally here for it and then steph's like i am so excited for this varano like yes to the world like how sick of a couple you guys are and then misha's just like wow look at that hat like i love how there's like the craziest lingerie around and misha's just like whoa look at that hat and Steph is excited to use this bachelorette party opportunity to bond with Heidi again. And she's like, Heidi invited enemy number one, Adrena. She's been talking so much shit about me. And Misha's like, has she? And I just love Misha's, like, passiveness and, like, the few fucks she gives. And Steph, like, tries to put Misha on Adrian duty for the bachelorette. And Misha's like, okay, I can do that. And ends the scene by saying, Oi, ve." And, you know, as if I didn't love Misha enough already, I love her even more now. And if she's a fellow Jewess, I would really live for that. I just loved her being like, oy vey. So let me cut to The Stew, where Heidi is laying down her dope new Christian rock pop track. And I'm like, where's Mike Shea when you need him? I would live for a Mike Shea cameo. Um, I would love him to be producing this track. But it wasn't him. It was a team, Natasha, David, and Ian. Ian's the producer, and then Justin shows up because he has a great ear for music. And Heidi starts singing and she goes, they say are forever. They say the I don't really remember the tune. Something to that effect. And Heidi's having some anxiety about singing on this sick track. And I'm like, babe, channel your inner Countess Luann. You've got this. And this basically is the scene in *A Star Is Born* where Lady Gaga keeps trying to record. I'm sorry, where Allie keeps trying to record, and she's like, "I'm alone in my house," and she like tries it 50 times. And then, and then Jackson's like, "I don't know if I could just sit next to her and play with her on the piano. I think she would get the track right." And then she's like, "I'm alone in my house," and then she like kills it. That's what this scene was like because then Spencer is like rocking out, and he like goes and gives her a hug and like helps her, and she kills it. And she says the message of the song is that at the end of the day. Fame and fortune don't matter. Hey fellow pop culture lovers Guess what? My new favorite company Totally Good Time just came out with a limited edition line of 1999 themed pop culture merch Yeah, that's right, they got 10 things I hate about you tees, never been kissed tees, there's even drop dead gorgeous merch that says Jesus loves winners and most smartest. Oh and also if you're one of the Ryan Murphy OG fans who love the 1999 TV series Popular, guess what? There's popular merch too. In addition to regular favorites such as Real Housewives merch and BLL merch. So head to Totally Good Time on Instagram or their website and use my code Hannah20 at checkout to treat yourself to some adorable pop culture merch. It's perfect for gifts, both for others and for your goddamn self, because you deserve it. Hannah20 at checkout at Totally Good Time. Happy shopping. And then Heidi, Spencer, and Justin Bobby Kiki about the gala, the previous gala, and they loll about Ryan Cabrera, who um actually in the clip of the high five reminded me a lot of my ex-boyfriend oh yeah that's right because justin bobby's like ever since he gave me the knuckle i didn't like him and it shows this clip of justin being like hi i'm justin and ryan being like sorry dude i only do high fives and then justin bobby gives him the fist pound and then ryan cabrera like i think like grabs the fist it was very weird and very obnoxious ryan cabrera i don't like a guy that's just so like i know last week i was singing his praises to be honest I don't like Ryan Cabrera and I don't really like Justin Bobby, at least not as a romantic option for myself, like thinking that way uh, in terms of like Adrian. Um, But I don't like a guy that's like always on and like goofy and like doing bits. Like I don't like guys that are like super lit all the time. um, And I feel like that's what Ryan Cabrera is. And I'm like, can you just like chill for a second? He's always just like, I'm a goofball. Look at my vertical hair and my crazy jacket and my like leather cuff. Like it's just too much. And then, um, the, oh, they talk about baby stuff, and the doctor tells them not to rush. And, oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a different scene. So here we go. We cut to the OBGYN office with Caitlin and Brody, my favorite couple. Not. And um, Brody's like, oh, I get anxiety in these places. And Caitlin's like, me too. And they go chat with Dr. Clevins, her OBGYN. And Caitlin's like, I always felt like I should have kids when I was twenty five because my mom had me when she was twenty five. But like that may not may not happen on the right timeline because like I want like I want my I want to be like friends with my kid because my mom and I were like also like friends. And like basically, Dr. Clevins is like, well, let's not rush this. Like, why don't you go the old Tinsley Mortimer route and freeze those eggs? And Caitlin's like. Fine, but don't get too comfortable, Brody. And she's like wagging her little finger. You have maybe another year. The clock is ticking. <laughs> and she like points to her watch. She's like, <laughs> um, a superfluous scene, in my opinion. You know, let's not, let's not create some charade that those two having children would have been a healthy choice. And I always say things work out the way they should. Actually, not a hundred percent of the time. There are some things that are just fucked up and shouldn't happen. But in this case. I think this worked out for the best because now Caitlin is living her best life with Miley and oh my God. And they sent Miley and Caitlin sent Brody like a weed bouquet for his birthday. So it seems like things are healthy between those two. I don't know if this is all publicity stunt, but I don't really care. It seems like everyone's having a great time. Brody is single and smoking weed. Miley and Caitlin are living their bliss. Yay for everyone. So then we go to Ashley and Adrian at the rooftop, our favorite spot. I feel like once every episode at least they're at the rooftop. And Adrian's like on the fence about taking Ryan to the vow renewal because it, it's taking him into the lion's den. And it cuts to everyone on the boat from last week and Ryan's singing, Sabine, Sabine on the boat. And now like, Adrian, sorry, he's like playing the harmonica and he's like, ooh, get wacky with it. And Ashley's like, are you going to the Bachelorette? And Adrian's like, I'm on the fence because alcohol amplifies emotions and I'm nervous about that. And I just feel like Adrian's constantly on the fence because she just has like drama with everybody. She's like, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I don't know. I'm on the fence. And she doesn't like toxic people. And it's like, what is going on? So... Then we cut to Plate Fit, where Steph and Ashley go to work out. And I just wanted to say, I knew exactly where they were. This is in Studio City, right by Sugared and Bronzed, where I get my spray tans. And I used to get my kitty cat waxed, but I don't anymore. Fun fact. um, And Ashley's kind of like a double agent because she's friends with both Steph and Adrian. And they do this really intense looking 27 minute class in like little black socklets. And. Afterwards, I like, whew, that was tough. And I just want to say, like, in theory, I would love to be that girl that, like, calls up my girlfriend and is like, let's go to a workout class together and then we can, like, get coffee or brunch. I just want to skip to coffee or brunch. I don't think it's a fun activity to be like, let's go spinning together. Like, I get it. Like, it, it's definitely helpful to have an accountability buddy. But, like, they always try to make it look fun on reality shows to exercise. And I'm like, can we just stop with this charade? Okay. So... They're talking about um, The Bachelorette, and Steph is pretty resolute in not being able to be friends with Adrian again. She's like, no. And then Ashley tells Steph about Jason's slip, and Steph is shockingly empathetic, and she weeps because she was a meth addict, which was a dark turn I was not expecting, so you go, Steph, with your sobriety. And she reveals that she OD'd twice and still struggles with depression, so she's always there for Ashley and Jason. And I'm not usually a Steph fan, but I thought this was a really sweet moment of hers And a sweet moment of human connection. So then Brandon and Spencer are at lunch. And Spencer orders a skinny Bloody Mary. And I was like, what is that? What what makes a Bloody Mary skinny? Like, I thought it was like tomato juice and vodka. Like, what makes it skinnier? Someone DM me. I need to know. And then Brandon orders the virgin version. And Brandon tells Spencer about the exclusivity talk that he had last week with Atreyu, a.k.a. Ashley. And Spencer's like, so you have a girlfriend. And Brandon's like, no, you know what I mean. And Spencer's like, no, I don't. Back in my day, like, when you had an exclusivity talk, you had a girlfriend. So I think Brandon has a girlfriend but doesn't know it. And then Spencer invites Atreyu, a.k.a. Ashley, to the bachelorette party so that she'll feel comfortable for the bow, the vow renewal, which I thought was just really sweet. I was like, Spencer, you're such a dad. You just want everyone to have a good time. So it's like, let's break her in at the bachelorette. And then by the time the vow renewal rolls around, she's she'll be able to like let loose a little more. And then Spencer tells Brandon about um, Jason's relapse. That's like the topic of conversation for this entire episode, which, you know, better than talking about Caitlyn Jenner, Brody's dad, because I was like, that's not relevant. So at least this is someone who's on the show that everyone's talking about. And Brandon has struggled with his own, you know, substance abuse issues. And he's like, it's an easy out for dealing with your feelings. I just love how emotionally woke Brandon can be. And Spencer asks Brandon about meeting with his dad, Tommy Lee. And Brandon's like, I haven't followed up. And Spencer empathizes with that because he had periods of not talking to his parents. And he doesn't want Brandon to have any regrets. And Brandon says he misses his dad and is sad he can't come jam in the studio like he used to. And his confessional, I just want to say that Brandon was wearing, when he was talking about all this, he was wearing a very sassy vacation-style short sleeve button-up. And it gave me severe... Chief Hopper vibes from season three of Stranger Things when he wears that like sassy top to his date with Joyce. Um, and he looked adorable. Brandon always looks adorable though. Um, so then we cut to Whitney and her kid sunny playing in the backyard and Whitney's telling her husband Tim about the bachelorette party drama. And Whitney was in a super chic sky blue sweater with a turtleneck and big buttons and a little like low bun. And she just always looks so chic. I was obsessed. And then she's getting ready for the bachelorette party. And there's a super subtle box of crest white strips in the frame. And she calls Heidi. And Heidi's like, I just want to stay out of the Steph and Adrian drama and have fun. And then we head to Hamburger Mary's for the bachelorette party. Fun! And Misha and Steph roll up with some sparkly flapper style headbands. And Misha goes, the headbands were a good choice. And they give Heidi a sparkly pink bomber. And Heidi puts on her crown and she's like, do I look like a Christian rock princess now? I love her. And the answer is yes. Yes, Heidi, you did. She's just so sparkly and fun and authentically herself. And she's just fun to watch. And I love watching Heidi let loose a little bit. And she tells us that she never had a bachelorette party because her initial wedding came at a weird time in her life when she didn't really have friends or encouragement from anybody. So this is like her moment to let loose. And it was adorable. Um, and Ashley just cannot deal with Misha never going to a bachelorette and Heidi never having one. Ashley, Waller, Ashley Waller's like, What? How? What? Huh? And I just want to say, Ashley was probably like the best sorority sister you could have ever had. Like if she was my sorority big, not that I was ever in a sorority, but if she were, I bet Ashley was the one that was like, So you said once in passing that your favorite pattern is Paisley. So I hand painted this Paisley pattern onto your paddle. And I hope you love it, little. And she would like make sure that like all your selfies are from the best angles. And like she would like let you wear her clothes. Like she's just the best sorority sister. And I just loved how like encouraging and excited she was about this whole bachelorette party situation. And then Whitney rolls up in a sassy tiger or zebra top. It was hard to tell which animal print it was, but she looked great. She had some fun little scary spice buns on her head. It was like, mama is having a night out. And everyone looked really amazing in this scene, I just want to say. And in those outfits, like, I would genuinely party with all of them. They all just looked like they were, like, ready to have fun. Um, And, yeah, their outfits made them ten times more interesting, in my opinion. Then meanwhile, Spencer and the fellas show up to a bar called Neat for his bachelor party. And Brandon's like, where are the strippers? And Spencer's like, ha no, where are the drinks? And Spencer's like, this is a great group to black out with. And he gives this like sweet little smile in his confessional. Like, he truly thinks that's the most touching thing a human can say. And then he demands top shelf liquor for everyone. He's like, "This hangover better be expensive. And then Spencer shades Brody and everyone is like very much over their inability to work it out. Like, Just talk to him, dude. Come on. Just talk to him. It's fine. Come on, man. And Heidi explains. We cut back to the gals at Hamburger Mary's and Heidi explains the Atreyu-Brandon situation. And Steph's like, oh, my God, no. We'll make her feel so welcome. So, yeah, Heidi's like, Ashley's going to be coming. I want everyone to be nice to her so that she feels comfortable with the vow renewal. Like, da, 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 da. And Heidi tells the girls about her new track called Glitter and Glory. And they're like, oh, my God, yes, yes, yes. And they're all, like, super excited. And then Atreus slash Ashley rolls up in all white. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. The audacity. Now, Heidi's not in all white, but that's neither here nor there. You just don't wear all white to a bachelorette party or any wedding-related event. I didn't know this. I have to say, when I was in my early 20s, one of my best friends, Liz, got married. Shout out to Liz. Liz and to her bachelorette party I just put on a normal going out outfit I wore this like white bodycon skirt these like pink heels and then this black and white striped crop top and a black choker then my heel broke and I had to run down Michigan Avenue in a broken shoe to Forever 21 to get a new pair for the night and then they hurt me and I acted like a huge brat I will say that was like two months after my mom died so I was in a very dark space and not really in the mood to do like wedding things no shade to my best friend Liz I'm obsessed with her I cried at her wedding it was amazing but like I was in no place to be like drunk and out and like trying to act normal because I was not normal but I digress I was wearing a white skirt and everyone was kind of (gasps) like there was like a subtle like inhalation of like this bitch wears white and then her shoe breaks and she causes drama by like crying like I was a mess I was a nightmare And after that, I learned my friend Shayna was like, yeah, Shayna was in a sorority, so she knew what was up. She was like, yeah, girl, you pretty much always wear black to a bachelorette. And I was like, fuck me. So the fact that Ashley slash Atreyu didn't know that, I was like shocked. And she was wearing all white, all white. It was wild. But then, you know, she's, she's taken down a peg because Steph has (laughs) some fucking nerve and she brings up a different girl that Brandon brought to Hyde recently. And she's like, didn't I see you at Hyde? I think you have longer hair. Now she's like, nope, my hair's short, so it must have been another girl. And all things considered, she really kept herself together. Like, I would have, like, black eyes rolling into my head, grown, like, horns and wings and, like, talons and, like, ripped Steph's neck apart and then called Brandon and been like, who the fuck is she? Um, But she didn't. She was like, nope, must have been someone else. (laughs) Um, But that was upsetting. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was happy for Brandon and Atreyu. I thought they were cute together. And then it kind of reminded me of the scene in Moulin Rouge, by the way, where Legs is like, oops, I mean, sitar player. Like, that's totally stuff. She's just like starting shit and like being a bitch to be a bitch. And it wasn't even like reality TV good. It was just like cruel. And I felt really bad for Ashley in that scene. And then Steph's like, he's been going out with other girls. And it's just, like, so funny because I asked this girl, like, are you a fitness model? And she was like, oh, my God. Like, I hate when people say that. And no one indulges Steph. Everyone's just kind of like, what the fuck? And Ashley's like, hello, Steph, foot in mouth. And Steph gets wasted on shot. And she's like, Spidey, Spidey, with her dumbass headband on her head. And her hair is, like, you know, like, poking out through the top of the headband. She looked like a goddamn mess. And then, meanwhile, the guys are ripping shots. And Frankie is super impressed with his – with Spencer's ability to rip three shots. He's like, that's something Frank the Tank does. And then Steph is, like, very excited about this drag queen situation at Hamburger Mary's. And she goes, you know, there's just, like, so many basic ways you could celebrate a Bachelorette. Like, um, Vegas, basic. Strippers, basic. But drag queens, not basic. And I'm like, ugh, face palm. Like, you guys, I 90% of my friends are gay men, Okay. And you just don't, don't be that group of straight girls that rolls into a gay bar being like, whoa, we're getting married. Like, first and foremost, gay people couldn't even legally get married until pretty fucking recently. So to roll up and then like throw the fact that you're getting married in everyone's face is like super insensitive in my opinion. And I also just think you're like fetishizing drag queens. I do think it's a case by case basis. However, by and large, go the basic route. Don't be that girl. Be better. So Steph... Agree to disagree, girl. Then Heidi twerks. Our queen Heidi twerks to Lizzo and it's adorable. And then she's like, "Okay, it's time for me to go. And so Heidi like turns in early and Steph's like, Gunner is the excuse, baby. And I need one of those. Like she uses Gunner to get out of everything. And I'm like, again, face, palm, Steph. Like he's not an excuse, baby. He's just like her baby. And there comes a point in life where your priorities change. And like you know, Heidi had her fun, but she wanted to go home to her kid. Like, let her fucking live. It's her bachelorette party. And so Steph immediately steals Heidi's like crown and gloves. And I'm just like, you're too extra to function, like you would. And she's like, um, Adrian, you wanna talk? And Adrian's like, what does she want? And Steph's like, mm, you're kind of the problem. And Adrian's like, I don't think it's the right time to talk when other people are involved. And Steph's like, it is, because like I'm not fake. And I've been like hugging you and talking to you. And I'm just saying, confronting someone in a costume is a lot. Um, I once had a Halloween where my boyfriend Jason and I dressed up, and he dressed up as Newman, and I dressed up as Janice Ian, and we were f- drunkenly fighting on a sidewalk in front of a lovely restaurant called DP Dough. It sold calzones until like 4 in the morning. We were fighting and yelling at each other, and he almost called me by his ex-girlfriend's name. He was like, Amanda, Hannah. And I was like, I cannot believe you. And I just remember like having this like – out of body experience where I was like people probably walked by us and they were like Janicee and Newman are in a fight on a street corner and it looks fucking ridiculous so I just think it's a bold and hilarious move to fight someone and expect to be taken seriously when you're wearing a costume like when they do it on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and like Rina's in like an Erica Jane costume or someone's like dressed like a flapper it's just silly so um, Steph's like okay you said that I was like insensitive about the fires and like I'm from Malibu like what is wrong with you and Adrian's like oh my God, you're so dramatic. And Steph's like, you're dramatic about Justin. I just love when someone tells you something and then you go, you are. It's like you have the maturity of a carrot. I don't know. And Steph's like, you're the one who wound it up to do it. Your little victim thing with all of your exes. You're disgusting. And Misha's like, um, oh God. And Whitney's like deeply disturbed by Steph's behavior. And Adrian's like, do not go there. And Steph's like, welcome to adulthood. And I'm like, says the woman wearing a party city pair of gloves and a crown and a sequined headband like oh Stephanie 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 and that was pretty much the episode this recap was faster than I expected it to be um but you know it's a lot of filler so there's only so much I can say um Excited for whatever happens next week. Very interested. I hope to hear more from Heidi's beautiful Christian pop rock track. I hope to um, see more drama in some capacity. Always more Misha. Give us more Misha. She's a star. She is like, she's like the chorus in a Greek tragedy. That's like, here's what's up. So I love her. I'm really loving Misha at this point. Um, prayers for Jason and Ashley. Love them. Love them. And yeah. Still jealous of Caitlyn, you know, hooking up with Miley, but it is what it is, I guess. Um, Friendly reminder, one more time, follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you all so much for reaching out, for DMing me, for listening, for reviewing. It means the world. Um, I love you all so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye.